Hello everyone and welcome back to the Mummy Means Business podcast. Um, Today I'm really excited to be joined by a special guest. Her name is Katie. Katie is a mother to a handsome little boy um, as well as being a full-time doctor and she's the founder of an online community called Mums Pride which you can find on Instagram and on WhatsApp. So hi Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me. Um, by the way, I have my son with me, so if you hear any noises, it's because he's just moaning. And there happens to be some construction work that's happening right next door, <laughs> early in the morning. I have no idea why. So if you hear some drilling, it's them as well. But hopefully that, that doesn't get in the way of our sound. But yeah, thank you so much, Katie. Um, Katie's actually a friend of my husband's, um, and through that, we kind of became acquainted. She's actually my neighbour. Um yep. Yeah, and then we we became friends through there. She's a really lovely girl, and I just thought it would be great for her to share her journey because just the little I've heard of her, I'm just thinking, wow, I don't know how she kind of manages all of it. So it would be great to kind of for her to share her journey into motherhood. So yeah, how has how has your motherhood journey been so far? Like from when you got pregnant, you know, your whole pregnancy, your birth, and so far, you know, raising a son. How has that been for you? Well, um, it's been different, I would say, um, just because my son is seven years old now. So taking you back seven years ago, things were quite different from the way it is now, um, support-wise as well. Yeah. Um, so I got pregnant when I was in third year of uni, um, and it was, yeah, medical school, and there was no one around me that was pregnant um or pregnant in uni like you never heard of it you were quite young you don't hear about those things so it was a bit of a culture shock I have to say oh no Um, yeah like I was very much involved in different societies um from gospel societies um ACS societies um sports I did voluntary so I was very very busy so then when I got pregnant it's like well I can't do any of this anymore um so to see me walking around with a big belly from lecture to lecture from you know from one meeting to another it was I can say embarrassing sometimes but I just had to fake it till I made it like I'm I'm a good fronter I front a lot and this was like your (laughs) last year as well like you're about to finish so I was in the middle actually it was third year um so I still had my fourth and fifth to go through Mm -hmm. but my uni was supportive enough to say, do you know what? Um, I was pregnant around summertime. So when I went back, I did one term. So I did September to December. And then they said, take the year out when you give birth and then come back to finish your other two terms. Um, so you, so got was, your, you kind of got a maternity leave almost. I did. From uni. I did. Yeah, <laughs> from uni. I did, they, gave, they gave me no option really and truly. They said, you either take two weeks off or the whole year. And I was like, I'm not popping this child and coming back in two weeks. So... Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, and that's the thing when I stayed at home, I don't know what maternity leave means. I don't know what it means to stay at home. You know, I've been going to school since I was little, so that was difficult. I didn't have many people around me. Um, I think the difficult part was to break the news to my family and friends, um, because they didn't see me as, I don't know how to say it, but like that girl that goes around sleeping around, gets pregnant and all of that. I was very much about my books like so my family was very much shocked about it Uh, (laughs) drama.com but the good thing is that 
the supports came gradually, bit by bit. Um, for some reason, I felt like there was a virus going around. So once I said I was pregnant, this girl, that girl, that girl became pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what kind of flu is going around right now. But um, that's how I then started the support group because I felt like, okay, I do have few friends that are in similar situations. My mom was my soldier. Um, I do have to admit, I put on 15 kilos. I went from, I went to size 18. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was a size 18. Um, I'm now a size 10 and I was a 12. And my confession is pounded yam. <laughs> Do you know what? Same thing with me. When I was pregnant, all I wanted to eat was pounded jam. Like, literally, in the middle of the night, I would send my husband to go to Tasty's around near my house to just get me pounded jam and effort. That's just all I wanted. So I think it's a boy thing. They just wanted that meat, that substance, for the, so that when they come out, they're strong immediately. Yeah. Do you know my son eats pounded jam at least once a week now? It's, <laughs> life doesn't make sense if he doesn't eat pounded jam. So I think that's how he grew so much. But um, it was, to me at that time, I thought it was my way to, I don't know, to de-stress. I, even chewing was tiring for me. I was feeling very low um, because I did feel alone. My mom was there for me, but she was working as well. But just the fact that I didn't plan this, I'm in yeah. uni, what kind of life am I living? Like, I'm meant, to, I'm meant to finish, get married, then have children. So this really in my head at that time messed up my whole plans and messed up my life so it was part of my coping mechanisms to just eat um oh I feel a bit weird even thinking about it now <laughs> but oh. I was just eating I was comfort eating a lot I was very emotional throughout my pregnancy you know I was I didn't have the opportunity to you know do the photo shoots do the you know all the things that all the instant mummies are doing now I didn't I couldn't do it um, I was in no position to do it. I wasn't even working. So I felt very isolated. Um, and even if my friends did come and visit, it still wasn't the same. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to say. It's not like now you know what to do if your friend gets pregnant. At that time, everybody was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and then you have the people judging you. You know, you are meant to be a doctor. How did you, how did you end up here? You know, I had African aunties telling me, don't you know when your period is? You know, I was like, well, I guess not, auntie. I guess not. <laughs> you know, sometimes they don't know what they say. They just say they just say things and they don't know how it will affect you, especially being pregnant, being hormonal. Like when I was pregnant as well, there was times that I literally felt like alone. Like I was walking around, like I, I had a really good pregnancy, thank God. And I, I had some support of everyone was excited or all happy to have this baby. But there are times where you're just like, oh, just feel, you don't, I don't, I think mine was that I felt like something took over my body. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't, I didn't have my body anymore. My body wasn't mine. I couldn't wear the clothes that I, I know this is really vain, but literally that was my thing. I couldn't wear the clothes that I wanted to I couldn't just just go and do anything that I wanted to. Even after the even after having um Xavier, it was really hard for me to adjust. Even up to now, I'm still kind of adjusting because to my body, like it was hard for me to even look in the mirror sometimes. Yeah. Like when I wear certain clothes, I just felt, I just felt like it's, it's not even that I felt big. I just felt like I wasn't myself. Like, what did this yeah. not what did this kid do to me? But almost like what did you do to me? <laughs> so so like I can't I can't imagine your pain, man. Uh, it was it was hard it was emotional but then I think that's where my drive was 
I, I have to finish medical school. I didn't give myself an option. So when people are like, oh, how did you do it in uni and having a child? Because I did go back to uni when my son was one. So I was still going to uni, doing my lectures. He was in nursery. Nursery was not cheap. Yes, you get governmental funding for some of it, but I had to use my student loan to pay for the rest of it. I moved out, so I was living by myself. I had bills to pay. So it was, I had to grow up really, really quick, <laughs> really quick. Was, even when I moved in, it was just me, my son, and my mattress. And I would just be staring at him like, I'm sorry. Like, this is not how I should bring up a child. Like, I'll be crying. I'll just cry. Mm. Um, it was hard. And... You know, when you have big dreams and you know how you can achieve them and then something just takes you left. You're just thinking of how you're going to get back on track. How long is it going to take you to get back on track? But then every time I get a chance to reflect, I'm always like thankful to God because it could have been worse. You know, there's people that are in worse positions than you. And the fact that by God's grace, I finished at every year. I didn't have to retake the year. And now I'm working. It's just like, well, I can't really tell you how I did it. God did it. <laughs> you should ask him. I'm telling you. I, I just don't know. It's been a journey because every stage is different. And I'm sure like even with your child from birth to now, he's changed. His Completely. Are different. You know, your routine is a bit different. So I had to go through that while focusing on my final exams and try to still live some kind of life. And I think that's what my focus is right now, to try and live a life that doesn't evolve around your child. Mm. That is actually very, very important. And even I'm even learning it myself now slowly. I think mine was the opposite almost. Like I, I had such a selfish life before I had a child that it was is now I'm only now realizing sorry my he just hit my microphone but um I'm only now realizing that actually I need to folk I need to do stuff to benefit Xavier like I still sometimes live a selfish life I still sometimes do things selfishly forgetting that you know I do have a little boy um and actually was there selfish though no but mine is mine mine was too extreme like to the point where last week I think I learned it last week because I went out four times five times in a row like every day back to back just going out with my friends and whatever which was fine but then Xavier got a cold because I was just moving him too much just going around bouncing around too much and not really catching the balance like I haven't really caught the balance between still having my own personal life and still doing my things for myself as well as still doing things for my son so you know some people have the the opposite where I had a friend who basically said that you know for for almost three months she didn't leave the house almost three months she was literally just with her with her child just consumed of her child every day was about her child there were some days where she wouldn't bath she wouldn't brush her teeth because she was so consumed by him and she didn't know how to you know do stuff for herself whereas mine is the opposite I'm just like oh yeah I'm even though I have a child you know I still want to be myself I still want to do this and do that (laughs) and yeah do you know what I mean I'm like yeah the baby will just come with me the baby's just a purse not knowing that you know Xavier still has needs as well so mine was opposite to you but how has motherhood changed your life completely because you mentioned that it forced you to grow up but now reflecting back obviously obviously your son is so handsome guys you should see him such a (laughs) handsome boy he's tall as well handsome boy but how has he changed your life um so I've always been daddy's little girl since since ever 
Um, I can confidently say, and I don't care if my sister argues, I'm very fun. So, <laughs> so basically, I had a very cushioned life. But so I, I, I was born in Italy, um, grew up in Italy, came here when I was 13. And in my eyes, as a child, I lacked nothing when I was there. Looking back, I'm thinking, no, nah, my parents struggled. My dad was the only one working. My mom was a housewife. And so my parents struggled, but as a child growing up, I had everything that I needed and more. So when I had my child, it's like, hold up, this, this does not fit. It doesn't fit. Like my dad still, my parents still gave me dinner money. I'm not ashamed to say that. They gave me dinner money while I was in uni, till, till I got to uni. Um, so my EMA money, my mom took my card so then I can save it. And I used my EMA money to actually pay for the flooring in the flat that I live in now. Mm-hmm. so my parents did everything for me like they paid even when I was in uni they paid for my travel cards so when I had my child and then I had to start doing things myself it's like oh oh um daddy you, you're not gonna pay for this <laughs> like but it wasn't like a, oh my gosh I don't know what to do with my life it literally was a switch it was a switch like once I got pregnant because so that's the thing when I first got pregnant I have to be honest I wasn't gonna keep the child at first I wasn't because like I said, it didn't fit my plan. Yeah. So in my head, I had exams coming up. So I was like, I don't have time to think about this child and motherhood. I don't have that time. But then when I made that decision, I was like, well, if I'm doing this, I need to have everything in place. So I didn't even tell my mom until I spoke to my uni, I did my research and I knew what my options were. So I had to make that switch off. If I'm doing, it's, it's actually when I spoke to my best friend's mom, because when all of this happened, I have to be honest, I wanted to run away. I had a one-way ticket to Italy. I was going to be like, doses, y'all. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not going to deal with my dad. My dad, typical African man. No, thank you. I was like, no, I'm out. And I actually spoke to her. And she was like, you need to, first of all, running away doesn't mean anything because you're coming back. Second of all, you need to be able to do this with knowing that it's just you and God and everyone else, including your partner. I, had, I was with my partner at the time, including your partner is a bonus. Mm-hmm. And I still hold on to those words till today because I had to gather myself up and said, OK, Katie, you, you, you can do this and you're doing this on your own. Now, if my mom helps me do Panadiamo, if somebody comes and visit, all of that is extra. It's a bonus. Yeah. And that's why to me, it was a switch. It's not like I grew into, it's not like I grew to being a mother. Although that still makes sense because the stages are different. You learn as you go along. You can read books from morning to evening. Nothing will tell you how to take care of your child the way you are, the way life is going to teach you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But that switch happened because I had to now be an adult. I had to pay bills. I had to take care of myself, my mental health, plus my child. And I wanted to be better than my parents were to me. As much as I felt like I had everything, my parents were African. So we can make a whole list of the things that I think they did wrong. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to be a better mother. And I also wanted to be a positive person. And I made it an active thing for me to, whenever someone's around me, I want them to be happy. I want to make them happy. And that was my drive. So was it hard, like, obviously you mentioned that you had your baby in your third year. So this was in the middle of you finishing, you know, um, was it medical school? 
Yeah. The, yes. So, but was it hard pursuing the career as a doctor? So once you've, you know, you completed medical medical school, you've graduated, you still have your son, he's still quite young. Was it hard kind yeah. of keep, to keep pursuing that career whilst raising the child? It's still hard. <laughs> That's the honest truth. It is still hard because the way the system is built is for, it's not for mums, hands down. It's not for people with children. It is, you still... You still have that mom guilt. You can't get rid of it. You yeah. Can manage it. And it's, some, it's a topic that speaks to, to, to my other mom friends. Like, you can't get rid of mommy guilt, but you can learn to not let it affect your day to day. So, one thing I've learned to do is to leave my problems at home. As soon as I get to work, bang, I'm a doctor. But I'm still a mom. And I use that to my own advantage. So I'm more compassionate. I'm more caring. I'm more organized. I don't have the fear of dealing with kids or dealing with mothers or seeing a pregnant woman or doing certain things. But the difficulty is the fact that I missed out on parents' evenings. I missed out on picking him up and dropping him off. I was the ghost mom. One time I picked him up from school and they were like, oh, where's your mom? I'm like, I'm, I'm right here. Before I was his sister. They didn't know who my son's mum was because I was never there. I always had childminders. I had uh, after school, preschool club picking him up. I even had a driver at one point because he was going to a a far school. I had a driver that I paid to pick him up and take him and bring him back. And it it was a struggle. I asked myself all the time, like, why am I doing this? You know, why people do it part time. But let's be honest, part time is not for everybody. I can't afford a part time lifestyle. That's that's my honest truth. Um, if I go part-time, yeah, I spend more time with my child, but then the cut in my pay, it's, it's a lot. And I'm a single mom. I can't, with the things that I want to do, it's not the right thing for me. And most of my friends at work are part and their moms are part-time. I think I only know like a couple that do it full-time. So for me, while my parents are around and my family and friends are still supporting me, I'm doing this full-time because... I want to finish this quickly <laughs> and then I can have more time to do what I want to do. Yeah. Do you know, that's actually really interesting to hear because it's, it's hard, like it's hard to kind of say, you know, I want to do this job full time. I'm a mom. My, my child is first, but I need to have a full time job. So there's something that needs to give something that needs to be sacrificed almost and it doesn't mean that my son is being sacrificed but we just have to find a way to work around me still working but still being there for him which is what which is what you're doing and it's 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 never ending in it you're never going to catch that middle ground there was a time that you have to take eight weeks off it's part of our um uni course where for eight weeks you need to go um, in different parts of the world and have some experience medical experience and it was so funny because when it came to it like I always have to think okay but I'm a mom I can't I can't travel I'm a mom how am I going to be away for eight weeks like so everybody is so funny, like not, not to sound rude or anything. No one ever questioned his dad. Oh, yeah. what you do? But everybody was looking at me like, yeah, yeah of course she's going to stay in London. And I was like, why do I have to be the boring one? And it was thank God to my clinical partner at that time. My friend was like, no, Katie, we're going out. Like uh, I'm from India. I'll take you to my house and then we'll have experience over there. And it was so hard. I cannot remember how many times I cried because I felt like I was abandoning my child to have fun. You know, you're, I'm being irresponsible if I travel. 
But it's not like that because the benefits I got from it, I, you can't buy that. Mm. You can't buy memories. You can't buy experience. But you did know? you ever did you ever have a point where like you wanted to give up on following you Is know this path point? of being a doctor? Many times, many times. Because like, and it's want not... to do something easier rather than just you yeah. know following this. The amount of times that I'm just like, can I just stay at home and trade from my bed and make money? <laughs> like... Bro, if I can, if I can make money without leaving my house. Oh my gosh, that is the dream. Even my cousin today, she was like, "Yeah, I'm working from home." What does that mean? <laughs> I can't work from home. I just finished my night shift. I can't work from home. I can't do this. My mom had to take my son to school this morning. I can't do that. And it's a process I have to go through. And that's why when it comes to career, I had to think of what career, because even you do medicine, but you can be a surgeon, you can be in anesthetics, you can be a GP, you can be different things. So I chose the career that will give me that work-life balance because, and that's why I'm a GP trainee. So I can work wink wink nine to five I don't have to work the night shift I don't have to work the weekends I can go part-time and still be financially stable so all of that put together as well made me go into the GP and also because it's the short it is quite short to train whereas other other um, specialties you have to do it for like five seven years this is a three-year course so if I'm doing it if I'm doing it full-time I'd rather do three years do you see what I mean? Yeah. So it has it has shaped my decisions, um, but it's a continuous struggle. Like even 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 tonight, I was like, why am I here? Why am I here when I can just be cuddling my son? I feel like I miss out on so much. But then that's why I spend a lot of time traveling with him. When when I'm around, I stay at home with him and I do activities at home. You know, we will have a Avengers Day where we watch the movie, we paint the, the drawing and we read the book. So I try to make my impression whenever I'm at home mm. or I thank God for the job I have. I'm able to take him traveling. I'm doing a tour of Europe this year. So every month yeah, we're going so. to... You guys went to Norway, didn't you? Yes, we did. <laughs> it looked it looks really nice. It looked really beautiful. I was I was preying you on WhatsApp. I was like, wow, enjoying <laughs> but it's true what you said, you know, like even though you are working full time, when you are at home, you make those moments count. You really make an impression on your children to give them those memories. Cause I remember you know, when my mum was working constantly all what we can remember is we always had our family dates like we'll always go out cinema literally we'll go out cinema we'll go to pizza hut and we'll come home and that might not you know seem like much but that is like a tradition that we're still doing up to now like you know every so often we're like okay let's all go to cinema to watch the latest movie we'll go to pizza hut have some pizza and we'll just come home and chill and that is actually those memories because my mom was a nurse as well so she was working crazy hours there was days that you know five days a week we won't see her because she'll be working all day we'll be going to school by the time we come home she's gone back to work like we literally keep missing each other but when she was at home she made sure that she made those imprints on us so which is important it's hard because that day that you just want to stay at home and sleep that's when like christian comes up and it's like mom the sun is up and i'm like no it's not (laughs) It's not up, I promise you. It goes up to bed. <laughs> and it's hard because you do, even chill days are still good days, you know. And everybody, I feel like, because I speak to quite a lot of moms and they feel like, oh, they can't do it. And it's like, you need to make it your own. I, to me, 
I thank God that I'm able to travel. But if I couldn't, I would do something else at home. I don't travel all the time. You know, people think, oh, yeah, you're a doctor, you're rich. No, I am not. <laughs> I am not. But I, I just manage what I have. And, you know, I can even go to the park right in front of our flat and then spend a day there. And I'll buy him some skates. And to hit, like the little is what counts. Yeah. As kids, they don't need much. I've, I've done, I'm, I do dates. Like you said, I take Christian out by myself. We go McDonald's, we have dessert. Just me and him. And he's like, Mom, where we go? It's like, no, it's me and you. I want to know about what you're thinking, what you're feeling. I I am trying to invest as much as I can because, and that's what my parents didn't do as much. Um, like, you know, they don't really talk about emotions. Um, but I I want to know what you think because you spend most of your time in school. When you come home and you start talking the same way, I know I'm, the, I'm not the one who taught you that. So yeah. how am I going to get to know you? And I do want to be like a mini best friend, but then drawing the line as well is very important. So it is a continuous struggle. <laughs> it's a, like, even now he's seven, but he has a mind of a 15 year old. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, eh? it's not, <laughs> if I answered my mom the way you just did. <laughs> my goodness. Imagine. <laughs> but um, realistically, like being real, how crazy is it to manage the long, you know, hours, the long working schedule while having, you know, a young child? Like what will be like a week for you? Well, so that's the thing. Every week is different. Um, I just had I just had a, a, the weekend night shifts, for example, and they're 12 hour shifts, but they're actually 13 because you have handover before and after. So I, because I'm busy, I don't think about it as much if I have to be really, it's not like it comes to me like, oh my gosh, I miss my son right now. It's not always like that because you're busy. You're busy seeing someone. I'm dealing with emergencies. You, while somebody's about to die or is crashing or is unwell, you won't be thinking about your son right there. So that's why I mean, I, I leave my emotions at the door when I enter. But then when I have my downtime, that's when, when during my lunchtime, I go through all my pictures <laughs> from 2012. I'm like, oh my gosh, look how cute he was. Or like now he can, he can write on WhatsApp. So he will WhatsApp me through my dad's phone or we have Skype. So sometimes I Skype him. Um, so that's how I get my bits and bobs in. Or, but sometimes it's hard. Like I was working in pediatrics. So for four months I was seeing kids and I'm like, well, I have one too, but he's not here. Aww. So it is sad. It is sad. And yes, I have cried. I think once every four months I cry. <laughs> well, like in the hospital think, while you're on shift. Yeah, I go to the toilet. I, cry. I remember there's one particular toilet in Medway Hospital. I just go there and cry <laughs> because I'm just like, I'm tired. I am generally tired. And I'm even tired of saying I'm tired, but I have to do it. I have no choice. First of all, if I don't work, I don't get paid. If I don't work, I'm not going to be a GP. And I just keep reminding myself of that goal. And I think what also helps is the mom's group that I've created. So I can just vent there. So, yeah, so all of that has helped me. And I think that's why support is very, very important. So you have another business venture as well called um, Mom's Pride. Um, what was the inspiration behind that? So it all started that time that Christian was first born at the beginning. And I was staying with my mom. And I remember doing the night feeds 
she she basically slept on the side of where the cot was and she was like you know I'll wake you up if any need because I prepared some bottles for him um because I was just really really tired um and the things that she still had to wake me up so I felt like it doesn't matter who's around me I still have to do it I still have to be the one to to be a mum you know I can't press pause and hand over to someone um and I had a partner at that time but I still felt alone so I felt like I didn't want any other woman to feel this way so I wanted to create a group where people can share the experience learn from each other and support each other but because I was still in uni I couldn't do it because of time so as soon as I graduated um I literally created a whatsapp group like like you normally do with your friends and there was about maybe five of us and then by word of mouth we just kept growing 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 and we have about 120 people on whatsapp now um which i i didn't even imagine it to be like that to be honest that's that's amazing um, it's trust me sometimes i look at it and i'm like oh my gosh like you're all talking <laughs> it's so weird but i'm just so thankful because it shows that this is what was meant to happen mm. like from a Christian point of view, to me, it's like, this is why I'm here. It's, I don't know, it sounds weird for maybe someone that may not understand the whole spiritual side of thing, but I feel like that's part of my purpose, that I need to be here to create opportunities for people to be empowered. And then that's how we just went on Instagram as well. So is it, so it's important to you to kind of, support and encourage other mums through this journey because obviously you've you've had times where you felt alone Mm -hmm, absolutely and also I have this thing of I don't like to be told I can't do something um and it really oh it boils me not in the wrong way but it boils me up when I hear a mum or someone is like oh because I'm a mum I can't do that Uh, uh, don't say that to me you're now on my list of people that need to make sure you're going to do what you said you didn't think you're going to because like I just thank god that my story can inspire someone you know I'm a doctor I'm a mom I'm single now like I it's not it's not what you would expect you know a lot of people drop out of uni but in my head is like well that, that's not an option first of all um and it's god's grace like I'm trying to show people that I didn't do it by myself because if I did, believe me, I would have stayed on that floor crying like I was months and months ago. But it is the it is the push and the strength that comes within that will allow you to get to even a better place than what you were hoping for. I thought I was just creating a WhatsApp group of 10 people. Now we have 120 and we have um, Instagram and I've met many other people on Instagram. We've done a conference. We've done so much. So I'm just so grateful. And that's why I really want to encourage someone to not limit themselves because of their situation. Do you know so. what? The, the message that I get from everything that you say that is actually really, really important to say is that before you were a mum, you're still a person. You're still a woman. You had dreams. You had, you know, things, desires. So you still have to be an individual as well as being a mum which you know something that people still struggle with and I actually really enjoy I follow your um your Instagram page mum's pride and I really love your messages I really love the things that you put up you know some days you just look on Instagram you don't even know how you're feeling but some of the messages that you guys put up it's really really encouraging so if you know if anyone's listening to this podcast and they're mum themselves and they really want to follow like an inspirational mum group quote unquote make sure you follow um mum's pride 
um, thank you no definitely like and even when you came to um my house um the other um, i think the, one of the no that wasn't the first time i met you i think probably like the third time but you came over to the house yeah um i, I was pregnant then and then you were talking to me about you know the bible study groups that you host and you yeah. kind of have mums kind of just come to your house and you just chat about about god as well as motherhood and stuff like that and it's like just having an outlet a lot of people don't really speak about you know the reality of motherhood people just tell each other the glossy bits or if they are like even me sometimes when people ask me you okay baba he's just he's just fighting his sleep so ignore him (laughs) um so yeah even me when people ask me how's motherhood I just tend to say yeah it's okay it's got good times got bad times but it's fine but like you don't really dive into actually you know yesterday he didn't let me sleep he was just moaning the whole time or actually he has really bad wind or just like little things and to, and to hear okay what did you do to help your son like what did you do to help your daughter maybe I can get those tips so it's good that you've, you're building these communities of just like a safe place for people to just yeah. talk basically yeah and it wasn't easy because a lot of these moms, um, I've not met them face to face. It's someone's cousin, someone's friend, or someone on Instagram that sends us an email, a DM, because we also have a website. So it's from different avenues. But what I do want to create is a non-judgmental group, a non-judgmental vibe. Um, I think when people hear support group as well, they immediately think, oh, you're single. You're all single moms, because it's only single moms that need help. And it's like, uh, no. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a married mom and I need help too. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like, a lot of people, they're just like, oh, I thought it's because you're single. And I was like, first of all, I started this while I, I had a partner. Second of all, I actually did start this with my cousin who is married. And then after when I changed it to, it was called Yummy Mummies at first. And then we decided to revamp it. And then that's when I made Mom's Pride. And um, she wasn't able to continue being part of the organizing part of it. So people are married. People are married. People are single. People in relationship. But we all need that help. We all like you can literally mention anything at three a.m. and a breastfeeding mom will reply you. That's how lovely it is. Like we are all building a sisterhood. That community. It does say you take. It takes a village to raise a child, right? Mm-hmm. But it also takes a whole village to keep a mum sane. That's how I see it. That's that's really cool, actually. That's, and it's good to to hear it from that perspective. Actually, it takes a village to keep a mum sane. Like we need to make a T-shirt out of that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> should put, put it on a shirt, or something. Um, so yeah, in, so thank you so much, you know, for being on this podcast. It's actually been really interesting. We've never had this, this conversation before. So when I do this podcast with these women and myself, I'm hearing these things for the first time. So is you know, it's really inspirational for me to hear your journey and your story. But if there was a mum who's kind of in your position, maybe she's also in, in, in university and she felt pregnant or someone who wants to follow the kind of career path that you followed or start a community that you built um but just want some advice what would be you know one key advice in your opinion that you would give to somebody that is in your position hmm. I think so it's funny because one of the moms that was part of my group wanted to start her own group and with the kind of I need to keep a 100 with the kind of Um, Instagram world that we have a lot of people competing against each other and that is a big put off for someone to start 
anything, not even a support group or to do what I'm doing, to start anything, the social media puts you off, hands down. Um, one thing I would say is to let, let your own personality shine free. Your message is different from anyone else's message. There's so many support groups out there, but no one has the same aim that Katie has. Do you see what I mean? Mm. You need to make, you need to let, whatever you're doing, let it be you. Let it represent who you are. And I think your determination as well is what will get you there because it's not easy managing, you know, work, a support group, your own life, even your own mental stability. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm just like, I think I'm losing it. I don't, I like, I'm tired. I don't know what I'm doing, but you need to be determined and remind yourself constantly what your why, remember your why, why did you start? Why are you continuing? Why are you changing? Like why, whatever your why is, remember it, write it down, big letters on your board if you have to. Um, but all of those things put together is what I would tell them because it's very important not to get lost in the system. Everyone has drive at the beginning, but not everyone reaches their own aim. Mm. Do you know what? It's good as well. And it's something that someone said to me was consistency because yeah. once sometimes people start something and then if they don't see results straight away, they drop off, but you really have to stick at it can be consistent it might take a while and before you know it you're literally at where you need to be and look seven years in the making you started this group you know how many years how many years ago have you started this group now about three four years ago yeah three four years ago and you guys see where you are now successful you know you have your you had your own conference which you had recently like you're literally moving on to bigger and better things and it's all about because um it's all because you're consistent so yeah i appreciate you coming on um and taking time out to speaking to me thank you so thank much you. katie um oh, yeah thank you sorry i cut you off oh no no i really appreciate you thank you oh, of course um and yeah thank you all so much for listening um make sure you follow katie's social media pages please share your handle so if anyone wants to follow you they can find you thanks so you can find us on instagram at um, moms underscore pride team um, but if you write Mums Pride, we also come up. We also have a website, www.mumspride.co.uk. And you can send us a DM there or also on Twitter, Mums Pride Team. And we can also add you to the WhatsApp group if you send me a message with your number. Thank you. Great. Um, and yeah, now we'll have another episode releasing next Friday. So make sure you subscribe. Um, we're available on all the music pod and podcast platform so make sure you subscribe and yeah we'll see you next time thanks katie thank you so much take care